Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who have never seen Survivor before started from the very beginning and then jump into new seasons too. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 44, Drop the Four, Keep the Four, episode two, The Two Dorky Magnets. You know what I just realized? I start this with like, welcome to Tribal Council in this really cheery way. No one's excited to go to Tribal Council. No, in these newer seasons, they're like the first time they show up, they're always like, wow, this is super cool. I mean, mostly just to see it. Yeah, that chessboard. There's a lot of internet talk about that chessboard. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of that internet talk. I saw a lot more after the first episode than the second episode. Uh, I didn't pay any attention to see if it was different in the second episode. Um, It was. Because after the first episode, there was people who posted that was like, the way the pieces were set up, it was like 15 moves from Checkmate or something like that for like how many people still need eliminated or something like that. Yeah, I saw stuff like that too. But then after the second episode, I feel like I saw a post that somebody says it was like eight moves from Checkmate or something like that. It was like some amount that didn't match up with what the week before would have been. So like, I don't know. Plus players could just like move stuff. Yeah, I thought I saw someone else say like, oh, but also like we saw it in different configurations in the same episode. And so it might be that it is being moved. It Um, is kind of weird that there's like voting just on this like game table. We haven't really seen something like that before. I think it would be very fun if there is an advantage hidden in one of those pieces. Yeah, but that, yeah, I agree. I think that would be very fun. I don't think they would do it, but I think that would be fun. I think Jeff will do anything. And that is true. He would try lots of things. Would he try this? So this is something that I didn't bring up last week because we already had so much to talk about. But I saw this posted a week or two ago on Reddit. Somebody suggested the idea of kind of like Survivor. Uh, what did they call it? I can't remember what somebody in the comments called it. But because they filmed seasons back to back, if Gabler was given the option to be a contestant this season where nobody knows he actually won just to like throw him back in back to back. Can he like survivor endurance? Can he go back to back seasons and how well could he do with a different group of people? Kind of like a way to see like, is it luck? How much is luck? How much is like skill? That would be, that's especially with like only the 26 day season. So like uh-huh. maybe just take like two days off for him to like, shower and don't look like they've been on an island for 26 right. days yeah uh and maybe get a little bit of food mm-hmm. um that's an intriguing idea i don't think jeff would do it mostly because i think that if that person ends up being like first or second boot then it looks dumb it's like a lot of hype yeah it's, it's I mean, a there's, big production move with somewhat precedent movie. for it because we saw it happen with uh, the two people that came back for Guatemala. Yeah, what are their names, Chris? I saw you struggling for that. Stephanie Lagrosa uh-huh. and Bobby John. Yeah, uh-huh. I got there. Uh, Yeah, but the reaction that they got was clearly like they had been seen. Like the people... Yeah, that's true. That's true. The people on there knew about them already. That's a fair point. Um, 
yeah. So just somebody had posted on Reddit and I was like, that could be an interesting idea. It would only work from like with how they do it now from the odd seasons, to the even seasons. So like they could have done it for 41, 42 and had, um, was it Erica that won 41 or is that Marianne? Erica was 41. Erica. Come back and play in 42. Um, yeah, it, I, it I would also it, be. I feel like they would have to tell all of the odd seasoned people going into it, like, "Hey, if you win, we're gonna want you to stay on." Well, I like, think that's why they would just throw it out as an option because oh, they have they I have see, backups, and so they would just have like seventeen people set with a backup, and then they would tell Gabler at the end, like, "Hey, we're starting filming again in a week. You want in?" And if he says yes, then he's in as that 18 slot. If not, they go to their backup. So, I, yeah, I think it is an intriguing idea that will never happen because of the logistics of that. Because, like, yeah. that makes it sound easy. But, like, they kind of need a backup for the demographic that that person fits in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, like but I if, guess they could if, start having – that's true. I mean, they could, was, they could have, like, five – because the last week – Although I guess with like a week to go, they still have like eight people or something. I was going to say you could have like a backup for everybody at the final like five or something, but the final five is like the last two days of the show or something. So that doesn't help that much. Right. And it could be just like you have a a generic, if you will, like uh, man and woman basically as your backups. Um, I feel like they typically have like a wide age range but if yeah. you if you cast for it specifically so you maybe have like you already have like a pretty consistent age range then the oldest man being 42 instead of 46 isn't going to be that weird or something like if that yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i'm most curious to see it in terms of the like the luck versus skill argument <laughs> which is why maybe Jeff wouldn't like to see that, but I could see him embracing that too. And just being like, listen, it's not all skill. No. Yeah, that's true. It. Yeah. Cause it, like Gabler got pretty lucky. Like I think Gabler would have been gone day one if he didn't have that idol. But then maybe, remember. but then maybe he would find an idol fairly quickly in the new season too. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, um yeah. before we get into survivor 44 too much i realized something that we should have done last week but it's fine that we pushed it to this week because we had a lot to talk about last week uh we have not ranked fiji in our rankings yeah that's true um and you know what i know that when we ended our fiji season our fiji era we told zoe like yeah no it ended a lot better than like it started and i don't hate it as much as i did couple weeks out i'm not a fan of fiji yeah i think our rankings are so wild because i was just like oh man like the fact that we have vanuatu as number one still is shocking to me uh it's a little shocking to me too maybe once we hit like half the seasons we can like do some reordering Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i would put this for season 14 towards the bottom probably maybe uh like between africa and palau that's exactly where I was thinking. Perfect. So it's been a few since we've talked about a ranking. So real quick, going to run through them. What we currently have ranked for the 16 seasons we've watched, 17 seasons we've watched. 17. Um, Our favorite to least favorite, apparently, Vanuatu, Pearl Islands, Amazon, uh, Panama Exile Island, Cook Islands, 42. 
Marquesas, 43. All-Stars, Australian Outback, 41. Africa, Fiji, Palau, Guatemala, Borneo, Thailand. Uh, yeah. Great. Man, we watched 17 seasons of this show, Chris. That's true. 17 out of 43. Um, all right. Should we talk about this episode? This season? Yeah. Two dorky magnets. Um, we see the tribe who was at tribal council last week, the night, like the same evening after tribal council. Um, Matthew's happy with how tribal council went. He tells people that he played a shot in the dark to, or I think he tells the camera he played the shot in the dark to avoid the heat of like having his name out there on a vote, basically, or like that he voted for somebody, which is what we discussed last week is why we thought he did that. Yes. He tells his tribe that he got scared with Jamie right. saying she was going to play her shot in the dark and just not knowing what was going on. He got scared and he played it too, which I feel like they can probably see through, but they have like bigger fish to fry. So maybe they don't care. Uh, Lauren tells them, tells her tribe that she has an extra vote, which I don't understand why she did that because I thought the whole point of her plan was to get an extra vote without anybody knowing about it. Yeah, I... So there was like some exit press with Maddie where she said that like Lauren did tell people about that. Um, And so the show just never showed us that Lauren Uh, was actually talking about like and ended up telling the truth to people. But the show wanted to hide that for some reason. And then just like that explains why Lauren was so flippant of just like, yeah, so I have the extra vote now. And like that was not a discussion or a conversation or something because they didn't they weren't surprised by that that makes sense i was hoping it was i mean i hoped that she just had this good secretive plan because so much in these new seasons people just tell everybody everything and there's not that many secrets and i wish there were more um and and maybe she maybe what happened is that it was a little bit of a secret but she was she said like i don't know if i lost my vote or not but if i lose my vote then i get an extra or something like that and so since it became obvious that she lost her vote, she had to tell them. I'm not I'm not sure if there was more in that gameplay, but apparently the editors don't think it's important. So Yeah. Um Kane is in a little bit of hot water because he's the only one that voted for Brandon. The only one that's still here that voted for Brandon. Um and he kind of says that he just thought that's the way that the vote was going, it sounds like. Um so definitely a little bit cautious there. Brandon does a careful. good move of like being like yeah no i get it like it's cool and very clear like clearly to us in confessionals not being cool mm-hmm. but like outwardly forgiving kane and like, yeah trying to move on while like keeping it in his back pocket of like yeah i don't trust this guy right um the next day uh we see some of the romance between franny and um matt matt I was making sure I was getting the right Matt or Matthew, right? Um, uh, starting to blossom. They're just like, Matt's talking about how he broke up with his ex recently and she kept his dog or their dog. Um, and he's bummed about that. He's connecting with Franny. They're like building shelters together and bonding. He makes an innuendo joke and says, my big long rod. Talking about like the rod of the hut that they're building. Um. He tells also Fran- comparing it to like a fishing rod, which yeah. is why he uses the word rod. Um, he tells Franny that he lost his second vote also. So they, he bonds by giving her information there. Franny says we're like two big dorky magnets. 
That's the name of the episode. But um, um, which I guessed perfectly. Yeah. Um, most of this is done with like uh, Claire watching like from the sidelines, just mostly looking annoyed at their romance and bonding. Um, and they even like talk. I don't know if it's here or maybe a little bit later, but they talk about how they need to. Like Franny and Matt are like, okay, we got to like chill and like take some time apart. So we're not like always with each other. Um, yeah. That part's here because that's where Franny calls them magnets of like, they keep talking oh, yeah. about how they should like separate and go yeah. hang out with other people and not be so like such an obvious duo. And then they just keep coming back to each other anyway. Mm-hmm. I, so how do you feel about this whole sequence? Like, how do you feel about I, well, yeah, me too. I am in this weird spot where I like, I I really like Franny and Matt together. I think that they are very funny and cute. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's adorable. But then I also think Claire is hilarious, giving them lots of mean looks and sneers. And like, uh, it feels contradictory for me to like really love Franny and Matt, but also really love Claire making fun of them Um, because they seem at odds. But I love both of them a lot. And I think it is very funny. I'm a big fan of what's going on on this Mm -hmm. track. Same. Um, other things that happen because they kind of bounce back and forth between the tribes a lot before the challenge this episode. So other things yeah. with Soka, um, we see uh, Danny is looking for advantages and idols. Um, while do like while doing that, he's like always working, and Claire's talking about how like he's always doing stuff, and she's like, "I'm just cool, chilling." She says, "I'm the chief laziness czar," which I liked. Um. Danny, while looking, finds the key. Um, and while nobody is around, opens up the cage, gets out the idol, um, trying to do it with nobody else around, locks it back up just in time before Claire and Matt come by. They're like, let's check it to see if anything's different with the cage. And it all looks cool to them. They don't notice anything different. And so Danny got away with this idol. His idol and, was and with leaving the fake in the back, right. which is huge. Yeah. Um and that's most of what's going on with Soka. On Ratu, Danny promises not to tell anybody. He yeah, says, I, I hope this holds. I'm so excited to tell someone about this. Nah. I'm hoping that holds. I want secrets. Um, On Ratu, Kane is looking for the idol. He's hoping that it was maybe rehidden already from it being used in the last tribal. Um, the others are also looking around for it. But that's most of what, that's all I have written down for Ratu. In this episode, well, actually. Yeah, Kane is off looking for it, claiming that he's looking for firewood. And then he looks into a hole where there might be an idol and finds a crab. And is like, hey, Matthew, come get this crab that I found. And then Matthew is like, yeah, you weren't looking for firewood in this hole. What were you looking for? Or crabs. Uh, right, exactly. Like, what's, what's going on here? And doesn't say that to Kane, but to Brandon. And is like, yeah, Kane... Uh, Kane's clearly looking. Um, yeah, and then on Tika, we get idol searching as well. Um, they're like all searching for it. Carolyn climbs a tree looking for the key and comes across a snake. Um, uh, she she tells this story about how her son swallowed his tooth and how she dug in his poop for three days to find that tooth because, damn it, she wasn't going to not let the tooth fairy get that tooth. And I was like, Carolyn you're the tooth fairy. Like you can, you can decide how this goes. You can just be like, 
cake kid write a letter saying like hey this is what happened put that under your pillow yeah so i mean i agree with you and that is what i will would do and probably will do as a parent but i i love carolyn so much like she's willing to do that because she loves her son so much she is and is chaotic huh you can like it's doing that combined with chaos like you can love your son so much and come up with alternative solutions than digging around in his poop for three days right no i mean yes i agree but she also is chaotic and she is like uh unapologetic about herself like yeah if i had done that i wouldn't be talking about it on national television that's Um, true so i just i really love carolyn i know i said this last week but i'm on the carolyn train so she likens this uh digging in the poop as like searching for the key and she finds the key um she does she tries to do what we saw danny do and try to open up the cage and replace this with nobody else around she opens it takes out the bag and then she goes back to camp and is like all excited like hey i got the idol i got the fake this is great and then she's like shit i should have left like the fake behind or like left the bag behind on something and so she goes back um and puts the bag back there um but i think just the bag just the bag yeah um and closes it up without anybody noticing but they do the same thing where they come and check on the cage and they're like that bag's definitely not does not have anything in it anymore like it looks lighter like empty the the top is kind of open like something is up somebody found this thing um one noticeable thing that i like took note of but then based off of what i saw online is more of an interesting thing not like a mistake is that danny had like two things and he was like and this uh like this these beads are the idol and the coin is fake and carolyn was like this coin is the idol and these beads are fake and i was like oh no like carolyn (laughs) did you misread this like what went wrong but it seems like that's how it was designed so there's like three camps and each one had two things in the bag where one is an idol somewhere and one is a fake somewhere so that way like there's just extra confusion and play for when people start talking to each other about stuff yeah yeah i saw that too i was confused when i first saw it and then people online helped me out i'm hoping that that ends up coming into play and that like i'm a little bit nervous because uh ratu where brandon found one last week um they know about like the given fake idols and stuff so it might end up not mattering as much as it would if like all of this were secret that's true yeah except for the part of like knowing which one is the real or the fake i guess but yeah oh yeah that's a good point um yeah so their tribe is like looking carson is like i think something's been taken out of that and so they're all like talking looking at each other like trying to figure out like who's lying who actually has the key and basically like going around to all of them except for carolyn and being like could it be you could it be you nobody really suspecting carolyn yeah um they They do go and tell carolyn what has happened and she is just like oh what what do you think could have happened yeah (laughs) like what are you guys thinking they do a big group um bag search so they like all together like check their bags for to show that like hey we don't have it in our bag um but not carolyn carolyn's not there at the time which hers when she like went to go re-put the bag in the thing pulled it out of her pants so her stuff might not have been in her bag anyways it might have just been in her pants or right. the idol 
Um, but then they do this like confessional thing of like basically everybody's suspicious of somebody else. Like Jam Jam is suspicious of Sarah. Sarah's suspicious of Jam Jam. They don't seem very suspicious of Carolyn. And so just like everybody's like somebody's lying here. But Carolyn uh, sounds cool. Carson has this whole thing about how he read a bunch of books about FBI interrogation techniques and reading. Did you know that Carson is more intelligent than most people? I have heard that. I'm not sure that I believe it. Um, It's probably true, but like he's so arrogant about it. Uh, Carson sucks. He uh, (laughs) he does like he gets convinced that Helen has the idol because after they found the birdcage and are like pretty sure that it was found and they're walking away from it, she kind of has like her arms crossed and keeps fiddling with her buff, which we learned last season. People hide stuff in their buff sometimes, which I feel like is a fair suspicion to have. Mm-hmm. But he convinces himself because of these books that he's read that it must be true. I also saw some exit press from Helen uh where she was asked like so why did no one ever suspect carolyn for this um and her answer was basically like carolyn was excited about papaya she was excited about everything we were pretty sure that if she had found the idol she would have screamed and not been able to contain herself so we were just like no like carolyn would have obviously not been able to hide this that's fair it is Um... fair and also i'm like Carolyn, you're smarter than you look. You're you've got something going on here. Uh going back to when I said Carson sucks, my reason for saying that is because he had a confessional where he was like talking about how he was like a NASA intern or whatever, like worked for NASA or NASA student or something. And he's like, I don't want to tell people that to let that because then they'll know that I'm more intelligent than them. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like that's so arrogant to just be like, Well, I worked at NASA, so I'm smarter than other people here. Like, you don't know people. You don't know their lives. Uh, So because of that, I said Carson sucks. Um, So that takes us through the three tribes and we head to the immunity challenge. No reward challenge this week. Clarification for this immunity challenge because Claire sets out and Claire set out at the last challenge, last episode. Because last week, in talking about it, we talked to Nate about how sitting out factors in sometimes because you can't set out two challenges in a row. And what... I have been kind of clarified through online because other people were asking about it is it's like you can't sit out two times in the same cycle being between tribal councils. So like once a tribal council happens, it resets the sit out cycle basically is what people are saying. And so because there's a tribal council last episode, then the sit out order resets and people could sit out again. I, there's also I a possibility that there was a re sorry. No, you can go ahead. I was going to say there's also a possibility there was a reward challenge in this episode that they didn't show to us, but I don't think that's the case because this challenge had reward stuff and immunity stuff. Yeah, and because Jeff makes a point about Claire sitting out again. That's true, Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't feel like he would have done that. Um, I think that, like, I heard that online too of, like, them being in the same cycle or whatever. I think that that is, I believe that that is the rule I think it's a dumb rule. Like, like you it, should, you it, think it should still just be back to back no matter what. Because in the new era, it's so frequent that there it's like a combined reward immunity challenge. Yeah, like, I agree. Getting separate challenges is very rare. And so then it doesn't matter. Like Claire can just sit out forever, basically. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that's a, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't either. I do appreciate Jeff like 
saying something about it. So that's like, a, instead of changing the rule, at least he's like making people aware, like, oh, this is happening again. Keep an eye out on that. I guess the benefit to it that I could see why the show wouldn't change the rule is for a to be like kind to people with injuries. So like if Matthew had the chance to sit out, he would have been able to sit out with his hurt shoulder again. But that also is like the whole point of the show is you got to be able to like outlast this sort of stuff. Well, and it's like, I feel like that's more of a reason not to do it because it is super unfair that someone who's injured on the already winning tribe gets to keep sitting out where someone who's injured on a tribe with less people is forced to play. That's true. And that's a good point. Like Matthew um, is forced to play this challenge. Right. Um. Yeah. So with this challenge, they have to race up over some obstacles to get sandbags, empty the sandbags, looking for a bag with a ball, climb a ladder, uses this rope to raise a bridge and get their team across and then maneuver this ball up this like vertical snake course thing that has been on the show before. We haven't seen it, but I know they have because uh, what's his face tells us. Matthew tells us um, that he practiced this at home because he built a replica in his backyard. Um, have we not seen this before? I feel like I've seen this before. Have I don't, I didn't remember. See, I think, I guess maybe I remember seeing something similar. Maybe not exactly a snake. Maybe we have seen it, I guess. Um, I've seen it on like TikTok or YouTube or something, but I couldn't remember. Um, so the reward is fishing gear and immunity for the two teams that win. Um, and so as they head through, uh, Ratu is struggling to begin with. Jeff says dead last, a familiar spot for Ratu, which this is only the second challenge. So that's a, something to be said there, I guess. I guess it's technically like the third challenge because they had the one to like start the season and then they have a challenge later in the episode. Um, uh, but Ratu ends up coming back. Matthew wins it for them with that snake ball challenge thing um josh gets second for soka and then tika is going to have to go to tribal council matthew tells everybody that he built a replica of it in his backyard and when this happened i was watching this with my roommates and i was like he shouldn't have said that don't announce to people that you're like practicing these challenges and then like two minutes later there's a confessional of somebody carson maybe who was like yeah i've been practicing these i'm not going to tell people that though like what are you doing i was like exactly it was carson so maybe he is smarter than most people that's true um yeah so uh tika is who we get to spend the rest of the episode with as we um see them chat um there's some talk with like sarah helen carson planning on voting carolyn out jam jam seems to be in on this and then after they're done talking jam jam's like okay i'll be right back and he runs off and he's like carolyn listen (laughs) no he's like carolyn yeah he is not subtle about this and he's like listen we got people voting for you and she's like oh thank you for telling me i'm with you who should we vote out and they're like i got a great idea instead of saying names we're gonna show the letter of the name with our hands which is a smart idea like you don't want to name names i love this idea and then, <laughs> and then, and then jam jams shows an h and carolyn shows a different a h which a w <laughs> is a w which i saw a great meme like instantly posted after that episode of the one for with pam from the office that's like corporate wants you to find the difference between these two pictures <laughs> they're the same picture and it was just a w and an h yeah she holds up her hands clearly showing a w and she and jam jam's like uh she's like no no it's same it's an h and i was like which I, what? I get how she's trying to do an h but like it was a w 
I saw a meme immediately after the episode uh, that was, uh, it was, it was on Reddit and the Reddit post was called like, man, one of the best misspellings in tribal oh, yeah. history. And it was just Carolyn <laughs> holding up a vote that said Wellen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then it seems that like Carolyn and Jam Jam are allied here wanting to vote out Helen or Wellen. And then Sarah and Helen are allied. And then Carson has become the middleman going back and forth, trying to decide um, who Which should go. was very surprising to me. Me too. I like, I was surprised by the result of this episode. Cause I was like, yeah. surely Carson's going with Sarah and Helen here. He's not going to side with Jam Jam and Carolyn. My thought is, so this is like jumping ahead to tribal council. When we find out that Carson sided with um, Carolyn and Jam Jam and voted out Helen. My thought is maybe Carson views Sarah and Helen as stronger players. And so he's already getting rid of them. Oh, I think that's part of it. I also think that uh, Sarah told Carson that she had lost her vote. And so if he sided with them, it would have been a 2-2 vote. And he didn't want to deal with a tie. Yeah, that makes sense, too. I was. However, I don't understand. I mean, I guess in his mind, it doesn't really matter very much. But I'm like, vote out Sarah. Like, why are you... I don't understand why they targeted Helen here. And I feel like for Carson, it would have been better to vote out Sarah, the one who had lost a vote and maybe got an advantage. Oh, because, yeah, that's true. Because if she had lost her... Yeah, like, there, he wouldn't know whether she has an advantage or not necessarily. But he should know that if she lost her vote, it means that she might have an advantage. Right. Um, that's a good point. Maybe he is not more intelligent than everybody. Or maybe he tried some other idea. Jim and Carolyn were like, no, I think it's got to be Helen. She's the one gunning for you or whatever. Um, or gunning for me or blah, blah, blah. Maybe they were like unwilling to budge. And so he was like, cool. I just need to avoid the tie and I'm willing to work with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from that tribal, they vote Helen's gone three to one, um, which we've seen happen a whole bunch of times to... Elizabeth, Tom, Gina, Aaron, Helen, Butch, Dara, Rupert, Eliza, Lydia, Tina, Dan, Yao Man. And then in the new era, David, Voce, uh, Brad, JD, Swati, and Helen. Um, yeah, lots of people. Um, cool. So they give us a preview for next week. Um, Claire's worried about Franny and Matt. So a little bit more with the nerd romance there. Uh, do you think they, what are, what's their, uh, What's their like? What's their name? Is it like Frat Manny? I think both of those are bad. Um, I like Frankenship because he's Matt Blankenship. Oh, that is good. Yes. Okay, that wins. Great. Frankenship. I'll forget that by next week, so you'll have to remind me. But that's a good one. Did you make that up, or did you find that online? I heard it on a podcast. Props to. It might have been Rob Sesternino. I don't remember. <clears throat> um. We, in the preview for next week, see uh, uh, Danny running through the woods. Says he's Peter Pan running through the woods. He does like a somersault. He's just, he's a ball of energy, that guy. And a shot that makes it look like Jam Jam faints, maybe, like walking on the beach or falls down. Not sure what's going on there. Yeah, no idea. Um, Yeah. Um, So advantages and things going on in the show that are still there. Lauren has an extra vote. Matt still loses two votes 
whatever his next two tribal council votes are. He hasn't been to tribal council yet, so those haven't been in play. Sarah has the inheritance advantage. And then Shot in the Dark, we've just seen, been used by Jamie and Matthew. I think that's... Oh, and then the new stuff from this episode, I didn't add to my list. So uh, Danny and uh, Carolyn both have idols. Lots of stuff already. Um, so with that, let's take that to our like predictions, maybe? Or should we, now we should do maybe our MVP, since we're talking about the episode right now. Yeah, which we forgot to do an MVP last week. Yeah, so I, te- I texted Nate, and he said his MVP last week would have been Claire. Um, which I guessed for him. And he was like, yeah, that's who it would have been. Cause that's who he picked clearly from his final three. That was his like first pick. He says, because of her whispering at the sit out bench and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was his choice there. Um, I think I would have had to say, I think I would have said Claire also for the same reason. There's just not a lot of like stand out. I think I would have said Brandon. Yeah, I guess knowing to play the idol, it's just that thing of, like, they were the losing tribe. Yeah, but he successfully played an idol, which is exciting. So I think I would have chosen him anyway. Okay. Well, so you can put those points in. Um, And so that's just 10 points each for whoever says MVP for them. Is there a bonus if we all three say, or did we get rid of that? Uh, if bo- If two people say it, then it's 30. Um... I don't know if we've ever said a bonus uh, if all three of us say gotcha. it, because that's never happened, I don't think. Okay. So for this episode, I know mine. I'm debating between two. Yeah, but one of those didn't go to tribal council. Right. But the one who did, I guess I don't know if she how much she maneuvered herself. Okay. Three, two, one. Danny. Danny. Agreed. Found an idol. So far, from what we know, nobody knows about it. Keep it in a secret. Love to see it. Hope that continues. Um, predictions we made last week. Um, whoa, whoa, wait. Sorry. That means that uh, oh, that pushed Chris past me, giving that to Danny. Uh, yeah. Nate's winning with 598. Chris has 524, and I have 511, which means all three of us are still within 87 points, which is pretty good. This is, this is maybe the tightest we've ever been after two episodes. Yep, and I am down two people, and Nate and Patrick are both down one person. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, last week, uh, Patrick predicted Franny would say the name of the episode, and he was correct. Um, I predicted Brandon would be eliminated. Patrick predicted Danny would be eliminated, and Nate predicted Carolyn would be eliminated, and we were all wrong. It was Helen, who was on Patrick's final three. So his final three already got broken. Um, Nate's final three was Claire, Sarah, and Lauren. So that's still standing strong there. Mine was Lauren, Franny, and Matthew. So that's still standing strong. Um, Patrick can think about his for a minute while we do the other predictions, maybe, unless he's ready to go with a new one. I'm going to say Lauren. I'm going to keep as much as I can. Lauren, Jam Jam, and uh, Claire. Cool. The next episode is called Sneaky Little Snake. Uh, fun fact, the following episode title is called I'm Felicia, which I really like. I'm excited for that one. But right now we're talking about Sneaky Little Snake. Um, and it's going to be said by no clue. Jam Jam. That's my guess. I think I'm going to say Claire. I think she might be the one who says I'm Felicia. So I'm holding mm, off on she, her. She can be both. She could. Jam Jam was the one who said the last one. Said episode one title. Oh, well, shit. 
Um, so we need to predict who the next boot is going to be. I really want Soka Green Tribe to go to Tribal. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess Kane. Not on Green Tribe. Not on Green Tribe. I just... Well, that's so part of it is because I'm really buying into this Claire saying I'm Felicia thing is maybe of like people are like bye Felicia. She's going to be worried about getting eliminated and people are like bye Felicia and she's like, I guess I'm Felicia. And that's like her being worried about like being eliminated. And so I'm I'm saying they're going to tribal in two episodes, but not next episode. Um, I'm going to say Matt breaking up the love. Maybe. I don't know. Um. All right. Cool. We. The only updates are we're up to three idols in the game total right now. Patrick predicted four. Um, so he's the closest so far. So we'll see if there's more in the game. There's got to be more. We had one unanimous Helen vote. Nate was the, cl- the closest so far. He predicted there'd be three unanimous votes. Um, so we shall see. Do you have any luxury items this week? Anything to plug? I do. Um. So... We typically had like when in the survivor off season and we're watching the old episodes, old seasons, we watched like three or four episodes a week and now we're only watching one. So I was like, you know what? Let's supplement that with some Australian survivor. Um, So, so I've been watching the new season of Australian survivor. I've heard it's nuts. I had heard by a lot of people that it is nuts and way better than us survivor. And I was like, how could it be that much better? And I'm like, Oh boy, it's so good. Uh, it starts with 24 people on the current one is a heroes versus villains, which I was like, this isn't going to be great because I'm not going to know all these people because I haven't seen the other stuff. A, still good. And B, not all returnees. It's like half returnees and half new people who are sorted into heroes versus villains based on their like occupation. So there's like a car salesman and a a news reporter and a lawyer on the villain tribe. And oh, like, I would have assumed they did it based off of like interviews and stuff beforehand. I mean, a little bit of that too, but they, they really play up their occupation and there's like an animal rights activist and a uh, like fireman and stuff on the heroes tribe. Um, and then also people who have played before, some of whom played together, which is very fun. Um, and they do, I realized what I like about it is that there is not uh, like a whole like 10 or 15 minute scene that is like them going to the summit and figuring out getting an advantage that is like just about the advantage. It's there are still advantages and idols and stuff though, but it is baked in in different ways. So for example, uh, they get like a food reward because also Australian survivor is like 50 days long. It's right, yeah, way yeah. longer. Um, they get like a food reward, uh, and it is like this giant tub of cookies that's like literally larger than my son. It is huge. Um, and there's a there's an advantage like hidden inside of this giant tub of cookies somewhere. Um, so it's like adds it's part of the reward, and that makes it interesting. They also do things at Tribal Council where they show up at Tribal Council one time and they like talk and everything. But then before the vote, uh, the host is like, okay, so by the way, the person you're voting out isn't getting voted out of the game. They're just going to get sent to the other tribe. So keep talking for a little bit. That might change what you think. Oh, that's interesting. Um, There's like just one of the times 
they go to tribal council and talk for a while and they're like okay cool they were surprised earlier that they went straight to immunity challenge and not reward challenge and they were like okay cool we actually have a challenge that's an individual immunity challenge for this tribal council like right behind you so grab your torches go back into the woods and there's a challenge back here that we're going to do real quick in the middle of tribal council that's fun it's very fun yeah that would be good I don't, do you know how many seasons of australian survivor there have been i think they're on like eight okay because that's like although even then like i was gonna say like survivor at season 44 like they're gonna be in like a rut of doing like a routine thing but even like they've never done like that stuff is, that's lots of variety that we i feel like we don't see even in the early seasons of survivor there's also up. they do three episodes a week and so there's like 20 some episodes in a season which yeah is- that's why like i thought about watching it and then i learned that and i was like i don't want to get into that much of it i can't oh Chris, I need you to at least watch the first seven episodes. The seventh episode is the wildest episode of Survivor I've ever seen. I did ever. see a clip, Amazing. which I think was from this season, of a white woman talking to a black woman and explaining that she's from South Africa. And so technically she's more African than her. And I was like, no, 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 no. Specifically African-American, because they both actually live in America at this yeah. point. Uh, uh, yeah, that is in the first episode um the the black woman that she's talking to is sandra's daughter oh okay um it's oh the the seventh episode like i couldn't sleep afterwards it was so good um maybe we will we will see if i will watch it i did i guess this could be the thing i bring this week i don't know i binged a different show over the weekend which i texted our family chat about which is a show on netflix called outlast which is like survive it's like the show alone meets lord of the flies or like a hunger game sort of thing kind of like survivor but not really so it's like 16 people get dropped in alaska pretty close to each other so not like alone where they're like completely apart from each other and it is last surviving team gets to split a million dollars you can't win individually you have to win on a team they when they start it they like show up as a group of 16 and they read a note and it's like right now you got to split into four groups of four and they they just all like separating the little four groups of four but you can split up your teams whenever you want so like you could split a team from four into two and two if you want or you could be like all right fuck you guys i'm gonna go see if i can ally with another team or stuff like that and so that sort of stuff kind of happens throughout it um so there's like survival aspect of it of more like alone style of like having to survive and catch food and like trying to fish because they're starving there's not like set challenges they do get airdropped things of like they'll get airdropped a thing that's like hey there's this island upriver a mile, and on the little island we put five crab traps. First person, first people to get them get to keep them, and so they get like they get drop some materials to help build a raft, and they're supposed to try to go down river and get the crab traps. And so like the first team that gets there is like, hey, there's five. We only need one, but if we take like three of these, that means there's going to be at least one team who's screwed. And so they take like more than they need because they want to screw over the other teams. Uh, ends up being that one of the teams is high villains like very bad villains that you end up like really hating and you're like i absolutely hope these people don't win um and you got to watch to see what happens it's eight like 45 minute episodes or something on netflix it was pretty entertaining um i would be curious to see how like future seasons go knowing how this season went because i think this is the first time it's happened and so if people could watch this and then like get ideas for how it could go because it was clear these people like it was a brand new game they didn't know how to act whether they should be villainous or just be like trying to survive and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that wasn't like what, like 
I mean, this would probably be kind of boring TV, but there's a big part of me that would just be like, cool, get like two other people win as a team of three by just like, just surviving. Like, that's what that's what some try to do, but like to survive, you've got to go fish. And when you fish, you leave your camp. So somebody else could come steal your sleeping bags. Then what are you going to do when it's 20 degrees at night and you want to sleep? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I understand. <laughs> yeah, so that's the sort of thing that can happen. And so like, uh, yeah, so that's where this one team of villains is basically the people who are like, we're going to go steal these people's sleeping bags. And I'm like, and they're, they're like villains because like not necessarily just because of that idea, because that's part of the game. I'm fine with that. It's just they're the type of people who like do this. And then when people get mad about it, they're like acting like what they did wasn't like vindictive in any way. And like other people will do one thing and they claim they're cheating and what they did wasn't. I don't know. It was they're villainous people really didn't like them um but I, yeah i'd be interested to watch them more if they have another season come out what i was originally going to mention which i'll just talk about very quickly here was my plug was going to be the movie everywhere every everything everywhere all at once just because it won a bunch of academy awards oscars last night um including best picture yep including best picture best actor actor best actress best supporting actress and some other stuff um best supporting actor not best actor best actor was brennan frazier Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Best supporting actor and actress and then best actress. Yeah. Um, but that's what made me think to mention it is on TikTok. Uh, the, I didn't watch any of the Oscars last night, but on TikTok, the acceptance speech that Ki Hai Kwan gave, who was the, uh, supporting actor that won for this, uh, just immediately brought tears to my eyes. Very sweet, very emotional, great guy. If you haven't seen the movie, you probably don't know him from anything recently because he pretty much hasn't acted for like 30 years, but you would know him from the movie, the Goonies or Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. He plays um, short round in Indiana Jones and temple of doom and data 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 uh, in Goonies. Um, and then brought back to acting now um, and kills it. The movie is fantastic. Um, it is very weird, but very cool. And I highly recommend it. If you have it. it is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a multi-verse movie of just basically exploring. It's it's a it's a woman Michelle Yeoh exploring. She's not happy with her current family life. Like she's just life isn't the best for her right now, and so she has this whole multiversal thing of like, well, what what is this life like in this universe or this universe? Except every universe is quite different and quite weird and it explores lots of that very funny movie very emotional movie i laughed a lot cried a lot great movie she just wants to do her taxes chris i know um yeah so recommend that and i think that's it so listeners if you want to tell us anything about what you've been enjoying in life how you're enjoying this season right now if you're watching australia survivor if you're watching everything everywhere all at once email us at tribalcouncilpodcast.gmail.com or tweet at us at Tribal Council 20. And for this week of Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. O-E-O-E-O-E-I. <laughs>